Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Elijah Streams. My name is Julie Smith, and I'm filling in for Steve Schultz today on Thursday, February 29th, 2024. On this leap day, I have the privilege of interviewing Wendy Griffith from CBN, Christian Broadcasting News. She has an incredible journey to take us on and you don't want to miss it. And in fact, you won't miss it as Wendy will tell us. But before we bring Wendy on, we wanted to run this well spot to show you where your generous donations are going. Over 7 million people in Uganda lack access to safe, clean water. But you are changing that statistic by providing access to clean water. But there is still a need. There are still many who don't have access to clean water. Would you continue to help bring clean water to the beautiful people of Uganda? Donate today online at ElijahStreams.com. Amazing. Your generosity provides families in Uganda access to fresh, clean drinking water. When you give, it's much more than water alone. Thank you for partnering with us. So let's bring on Wendy Griffith. Wendy. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the show. Happy Leap Day. Happy Leap Day. I was telling uh, you be behind the scenes. I, I'm a bit nervous in interviewing you because you're the interviewer and you have, you know, decades of experience. So I was like, oh my goodness, I get to interview newswoman Wendy Griffith. So I'm really excited to have you on today. No, trust me. I love this. I love that it's flipped today and you are going to be amazing. I know it because you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you're going to just Hey, you're going to do great. Thank you. <laughs> when I found out I was filling in for Steve today on this leap day, I thought of something my grandpa would say to me over the years. He, w- he was quite the character uh, when it was leap year. He'd say, well, Julie, it's time to ask the guy to marry you. It's leap year. <laughs> Can <laughs> I like, go ahead. Respectfully, I will say <laughs> to your grandfather, no way. You know, and in fact, my, my post today on social media mm-hmm. during the, the month of February today, I said, okay, ladies, I know it's leap day. I know mm-hmm. what they say. It's acceptable today to ask the guy out or right. even propose like your grandfather lovingly told you. But I said, don't do it. Don't do it. You know why? Yeah. Because even on leap day, men are still men and women are still women. Exactly. And then most men, like 99% of men enjoy the pursuit. And if you ask them out, you rob them of that mm. joy. You rob them of Wisdom. that that masculine thing that they love to do, which is to pursue you. And then you rob yourself of being pursued. So ladies, don't do it. Wait on the Lord because it's way more fun when the guy pursues you. That is quite wisdom. And I was praying for this show. I heard the Lord say to our viewers, God wants to fill you with joy. So be full of joy as you hear and receive from Wendy today. And I also want to say this interview is not just for singles. It's for parents and grandparents who have been praying for your children, your grandchildren, your family members to meet the right one. And so, you know, be encouraged that God hears your prayers. He's going to answer your prayers, whether you're single or you're praying for your loved ones to meet the right one. So I just want to preface that this is not a show just for singles today. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. So Wendy, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about yourself and your bio, and then we're going to play a fun little clip from you. Well, I've been a TV news girl for over three decades, uh, 25 years at the Christian Broadcasting Network this year. So, wow, I never thought I'd be 25 years anywhere, but wow. um, it's been an incredible ride. I've done everything from international reporting to got to co-host with Pat Robertson for 10 years. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm just like this. I, I used to think, wow, God, you know, you can use anybody if you're letting me sit next to Pat Robertson. Uh, OK, you know, it, it was such an honor, such a privilege. And now I'm back doing what I love, which is reporting uh, and, you know, writing books and, and ministering to singles. So God has really been opening up doors, uh, for that lately. Amazing. And you have quite the career span as you shared. I would love to know some of your favorite guests and people you've interviewed over the years. Julie, I don't know why Bill O'Reilly always comes into my mind when people ask me that because he's such, you know, he, he, he was at the top of his game at Fox news when I interviewed Mm -hmm. him and I walked in and he was kind of, he had a new book out and he was squeezing me in, uh, during his busy schedule. And I remember when we, we sat down on the factor set and I said, Bill, can, can I pray? Can we pray before we start? And it just completely changed the atmosphere in the room. And, um, I remember him saying in his four decades of broadcasting, this has never happened to him before. So I was able to give Bill O'Reilly something that he hadn't had before. And, you know, he's Catholic. So I thought, you know, he was, it probably actually meant something to him. And um, I just remember how it changed the atmosphere. And he ended up giving us way more time. And it was such a fun interview because uh, because he's such a character. Mm-hmm. But also Mel Gibson comes to mind. Oh, yeah. I, I love Mel Gibson. I love his movies. Also a crazy character. Um, and I say that in the, the best way possible. And uh, I mean, Braveheart. And so I was interviewing <laughs> Mel Gibson after coming back from climbing up to Everest base camp and I got what they call the Kumbu cough and I had this terrible cough, but I didn't want to cancel my interview with Mel Gibson because I'd been trying to get it for months. And Mm -hmm. I I was trying to not cough, but I did. And I remember telling him that I got this uh, cough in Kathmandu and he said, you mean Catman don't. And so um, he just (laughs) made me laugh. And I think it's the people with a sense of humor that I remember the most. Long answer to your question. Wonderful. Going back to Bill O'Reilly, there are times when, you know, this is a live show at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And we have this meme that we've used with our team. It was uh, Bill O'Reilly when he was on Inside Edition and he takes off his jacket. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, we'll do it live. I know. I miss him. It's funny. Yeah. (laughs) But he's still out there. I mean, you can find him. He's still doing his shows. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to play a quick little reel that your team sent us uh, that's about you. So let's go ahead and play that. Wendy Griffith is a very familiar name to the 700 Club audience. As a host and news reporter, she's lent her skills to the show for many years. Our viewers also recall Wendy's big news in 2019 that she was getting married, a desire of her heart for years. In a new book, You Didn't Miss It, Wendy shares her story and encourages other singles that God has not forgotten them. Oh, that's so good. God has not forgotten you. And just remember that as you watch the show today, God has not forgotten you. And so I just wanted to preface with myself, I'm single too. I've never been married. 
And I've been waiting for the right one as well. And I know your story will speak volumes. And I really wanted to interview you today on this leap day, leap year, and this last month of love. I want us to encourage singles that the right, the right relationships are really important to the Lord. After all, he put the first relationship on earth when he created the relationship between man and woman, Adam and Eve. As Genesis 2.18 tells us, the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And, you know, we've all heard the stats, the divorce stats amongst believers, that divorce is pretty much the same percentage rate, you know, amongst believers and non-believers. So it's really important we marry the right person. Go ahead. Julie, I have to interject. I just did a story on, on an author who wrote a book called Get Married, and I mm -hmm. asked him that question. He said, and this was this really, this is good news for the church. He says, those okay. who are actually practicing their faith, you know, that show up on Sundays, that mm -hmm. pray together with their spouse and not Christian in name only. The Christian in name only ones are, are the ones that are getting, there's more divorce in mm -hmm. that camp. But if, yeah. you're, if you're a committed Christian, he said that the divorce stats were, were way lower. So oh, when, when you hear That's that goodness. figure, mm -hmm. just remember it's people that say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but they might not mm -hmm. have been in a church in, in a, you know, a while. So it takes a big commitment and faith in the Lord to keep your marriage right. going. Yeah. So my first question is, you know, February is the month of love and you've been posting, I keep up with you on your socials, a daily prayer for this month of love. Tell us the story behind that and some testimonies that have come in from you praying for singles. I love this uh, yeah. question, Julie, because in 2017, in February of 2017, I was 52 and never married. And I decided I was going to do this 28 days of praying for singles on social media and CBN got on board and, and we put it on, um, you know, CBN has way more followers than I do in 700 club. It was mind blowing. I was hearing from men and women from all over the world, every country, every age, every, uh, you know, salary. I mean, it didn't matter. There was, I realized when it comes to love, there were, there were no, um, you know, limits into in, in terms of who wanted it. And um, so I was hearing from all these people. And again, I was totally single, no prospects, 52 and a half. And I was doing this as much for me as for the, the singles I was ministering to. Little did I know that just four months later, in June of the same year, I would meet this guy named Bill, and who would become my husband. And so now, not every year, but this year, especially with a new book coming out, I decided to rerun the series, plus add some new content and new videos and, and new posts. And once again, I'm finding that that singles audience is there, there, yeah. they want the encouragement. And now I get the pleasure of telling them, look, you know, it happened to me four months later. And, wow. and also, I feel like, Julie, it was a seed. You know how... Sometimes like if you want hope, you need to sow hope. You know, I, I can remember very clearly one day just being down and but but praying in for someone and sowing into them. And then I got filled with hope. And I I know that that prayer seed uh, or that series was a seed for my future relationship and my future happiness. And so uh, so I'm excited. And I'm yes, testimonies. I'm hearing a lot of people say, um, you know, we can't wait to tell you. Uh, I mean, they 
I, I interact with them. I, I love, love, I love singles. I love letting them know they didn't miss it. And they, and I, I say, look, you let me know when it happens and I'm praying for them. So if they, if you have been on my social and you have left a message, I am praying for you. Oh, that's wonderful. So my next question for you is why is marriage so important to God? Wow. Well, I mean, you know, it was his idea for one thing. Exactly. And he said, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. Now I was a late bloomer. I think, you know, it took me a little longer than most people. Um, and I, and I, and I, I, I always feel like people that are watching are thinking, well, I don't want to be in my fifties when I get married, you know, and, and I always say your story is being written by God and mm -hmm. it's, it's your unique love story. It's your unique life story. And it doesn't have to look like anyone else. And that's that's especially important if you're an older single and you're hearing maybe even loved ones say, well, maybe you should just get used to the idea of being single for the rest of your life. No, no, no. You know why? Because God says, I will give you the desires of your heart. And I say, no matter yes. how long it takes. I mean, sometimes it takes a while for some of us. Mm -hmm. I was over 50 when I heard God say, when you're ready, Wendy, there he will be. Uh, I was a little shocked when I heard that, but apparently I was not quite ready. And so uh, I was 52 and a half, almost, well, I was almost 53 when I met Bill and 54 when I walked down the aisle for mm -hmm. the very first time. And we just celebrated our five-year anniversary this month, Julie. Already five years. Yeah, I remember emailing you and you said, or asking you if I could uh, have you on the show. And you had said, I'm on my fifth wedding anniversary. I'll get back to you next week. I'm like, wonderful. Thank you. Enjoy. There you guys yes, are. Yes, you did. You were very sweet. Yeah. We ended up getting fogged in um, on Old Rag Mountain in Virginia. And it was funny because when we got engaged on September 1st, 2018, the whole mountain was fogged in. And it kind of bothered um, me because I was like, yeah. Lord, I've climbed this a hundred times. I wanted to, well, Bill had climbed it before too, mm -hmm. but I thought, you know, this doesn't fit the narrative. It's supposed to be like perfect, beautiful, sunny day. Of course, I wish I didn't know he was going to do it that day. Mm -hmm. And, and the next day at church, I remember saying, God, what was up with all the fog? And all I heard him say was, I'm writing your story. In oh. other words, you don't get to see the next chapter. You don't get mm -hmm. to see what's coming down the road. And that was, and so I, I was reminded of that again when I was up on the mountain for my anniversary, you know, with mm -hmm. the fog, like, okay, God, you're still writing my story, but it's a good one. Yeah. It sounds like he really talks to you through signs. And I can't wait to get into more of those because you have signs along the way and being single and being married. And then on your honeymoon, I have, I'll just show, I have both of your books here. You sent me the first one and autographed it. And I just got your second one and we'll get into that as well. But I've so enjoyed your journey and reading about it. And I really appreciate your vulnerability in sharing your story. And even Bill, too, because he he wrote some in your new book. And I was like, wow, he's being very vulnerable. But yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it was fun playing the mean editor for my to my husband. I need those pages on my desk at 630. You know, but he's actually a really great writer. And mm -hmm. I didn't know this till after we got married. I heard the Holy Spirit say, he's a writer and you're a storyteller writers oh. they don't leave out any details mm -hmm. you ask them to write something they're gonna they're gonna hand you a book so i yeah uh, 
I, it was fun editing that down, but um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a great writer. Going back to you saying you waited later in life, you know, I'm, I'm seasoned as well. And I've waited later in life. And um, when I was reading about your story, I was thinking back of a few really stern warnings I've heard from the Lord over the years. And he doesn't get stern with me often, but yeah. when he does, he's making a point and he really wants me to hear it. And so a few times over the years, I've heard him say, Julie, don't you ever sell your birthright for a bowl of stew. And I was like, what? and it just shook me to the core. And he would say that to me several times over the years. Don't you ever sell your birthright for a bowl of stew. And I know he was saying, you know, we have a birthright. We have an inheritance you're walking into. And it really needs to be with the right person. And he's also said to me over the years, there's a set time for everything. So I knew my days, my days are planned and ordained of the Lord. My steps are ordered from the Lord. So I hope that encourages some of you singles watching that too, because, you know, God is ordering your steps. There's a set time in your life and when he's going to get into all of that. So please just start with your story. Take your time from beginning to end. Let's, let's hear your journey. I'm so excited to share it with our viewers. I know it'll really encourage them. Thank you, Julie. Mm -hmm. I, and thank you for getting the, well, the first book, as you mentioned, you are a prize to be one. I wrote that over 10 years ago now, and I dedicated it to my future husband. And I said, mm -hmm. I know you will be worth the wait. I was going through mm -hmm. the worst heartbreak of my life when I penned that book or sat at my computer and the Holy Spirit said, write about your test. God called my heartbreak a test. So as I began to write, it just began to flow. And um, and again, I'm sort of writing it more for me. But then I remember telling the Lord, even if this book is a great success, I will never say it was worth it because this heartbreak is so awful. Well, by probably the thousandth, you know, feed email from a lady saying, you know, your book helped me so much or it helped me uh, end a toxic relationship or it's given me hope to keep believing um, or to know my value after probably, I mean, seriously, about a thousand emails, I, I finally said, okay, God, you win. It was worth it. And because um, he won't waste our pain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I honestly still don't know why it was so painful because it was only a year long relationship, but I'm an all or nothing girl. So mm -hmm. I wasn't really dating. I was traveling a lot. I was totally, uh, my heart, my, I was dedicated to my work at CBN and um, I wasn't really dating that much. I was always open to, you know, meeting and, and I had a few dates and I had, um, but when I met this guy, I thought, okay, he's the one, you know, yeah. and I sort of put, you put everything into that. And and if you do that, you can, you can sometimes scare the guy off a little bit. So um, I think maybe there was some of that as well, but Boy, did I learn a lot. So I dedicate, yeah. So the first book dedicated that to my future husband. That was in 2014 when that book came out. So mm. now, you know, 2015 goes by. There was one guy in 2015, actually, but, um, and then there's, and then 2016, and then now we're into 2017. And I'm like, Lord, please don't let me be put to shame. I dedicated, you know, I took a step of faith to get dedicated this book to my future husband. Um, and now I'm in my early 50s and I, I, so there was, I wouldn't say level of des. I wasn't desperate because I was in such a good place um, with the Lord and with my work and, and I did trust him and I did believe, 
but I was working the word. I was reminding God of his promises. I was doing a lot of decreeing and declaring. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Um, which I know we're going to get into, but yeah. I was I was just not going to take no for an answer because I knew what God had said mm-hmm. and I knew what I had heard during my heartbreak. When I was out walking one day, I heard, I wasn't even praying. I remember God just dropped it in my spirit. You didn't miss it, Wendy, and it's not too late. And I just stopped in my tracks, like, yeah, because he was reading my mail. I mean, he knew that was still a deep desire and now a concern being an older single, never married. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, wow, God, you're really asking me to take a leap of faith, uh, faith and believe you. But I do. I chose to believe. I chose to hang on to those Rama words like they were a life preserver. You know, because I, I wanted the fairy tale. I wanted um, everything that I'd seen. My, I have two sisters that I love dearly that, um, you know, got married and I'm older. And so they got married way before me. And I'm like, you know, I want the fairy tale. I want, I want it all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I was always the bridesmaid too. I think I was a bridesmaid like five times <laughs> yep. over the years. Yeah. And you and, just and always rejoice mm-hmm. when you have that opportunity to rejoice yeah. with someone who's yeah. celebrating because it will be your turn. Yeah. I have a chapter in the new book called it's your turn. It's one of my favorite chapters in the book because it, it has such a prophetic edge and everybody who's read it just feels like, you know, I'm handing them the baton. So, um, um so Julie, I just, I know I'm excited for you because, you know, it's just when it does happen mm-hmm. and it will happen because God is faithful, mm-hmm. it's going to be Ephesians 3.20 for you, my friend. It's going to be, God's going to give you more than you're asking for. Mm-hmm. And he's going to reward you for your patience and your faithfulness. And you're just going to, you're going to have such an amazing story. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're the Lord told me you're very prophetic. And so I was like, oh my, she just gave me a prophetic word. <laughs> well, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. guys are. That's why I was a little intimidated coming on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I, I, first of all, I mean, I love, you know, sometimes I'm laying in bed at night and I can't sleep. You know what I do? I Google Elijah list prophetic words and I, oh, I just go down the list because it's just such a gift to the body of Christ, what mm-hmm. you guys are doing. And especially with us, those of us are filled with the Holy spirit and we just can't get enough. And we want to know, mm-hmm. Lord, what is next? What are you doing? So thank you so much for what yeah. you guys are doing. Absolutely. And so let's continue here. So you're single, you wrote your book while you were single, you dedicated it to your husband. So take, take us more along that journey. So I'm saying, Lord, you're not giving me a husband or even a boyfriend right now. Give me another mountain to climb. Mm. And he would. And I, on my 50th birthday, I, well, the week before my 50th, I climbed Kilimanjaro, which was just the most incredible time of Mm -hmm. my life because I was still kind of on the tail. I was still on the tail end of that heartbreak season. And I remember kind of, well, first of all, it was the hardest it was the hardest thing I've ever done physically and probably mentally too. And on the third day, the third day we'd gotten up to around 14,000 feet, which is not that high, but it was like these, 
icicle pellets coming down like hard rain. And, and also I had the worst migraine and I was throwing up, like I couldn't keep any food down and I was throwing Mm -hmm. up from the elevation. And I had this wonderful Tanzanian guide named Moody who was holding my hair back so I could, you know, throw up and, and God told me this will be your hardest day. And Mm -hmm. so I heard that and I was like, okay. And summit night was, was a doozy as well though. And I remember being on that mountain and I actually write about Kilimanjaro was so important in my journey as a single that I, I write a chapter about it in the book, but I, it was summit night. We'd already been on the mountain for about five days and it was out, you know, sometime probably three in the morning, four in the morning. And I see people coming down with oxygen masks and I'm, oh, I just was paralyzed with fear. I'd had so much faith, like I'm going to conquer this mountain. You don't conquer Kilimanjaro. You are allowed to climb it. <laughs> but um, I remember thinking, God, I just can't, I can't move. I can't go forward. I can't go back. I'd never known what it was like to be paralyzed with fear before until that moment. And I, mm-hmm. in my, I looked at Moody, my guide, and he said, Wendy, this is the place most people turn back. And when he said that, it was like something just broke. And I knew I couldn't be one of the people that turned back. I said, okay, well, let's keep going. You know, an hour later, we were at the first summit. The sun started coming coming out. It got a lot easier. It wasn't as vertical climb. And that was such a life lesson. Whether you're waiting for a, a husband, a baby, a new job, don't turn back when you're, when you're so close, you could be so close. Like Mm -hmm. in February, 2017, seven years ago, gosh, was that seven years ago? I was so close to meeting my husband. And so instead of giving up, I decided I'm going to do this praying for singles campaign. You know, Lord, the Lord's given me this platform. And I really wasn't using social media that much at the time and really didn't after, but uh, I am now, but at the time, and I was like, wow, there's just so many, there's so many of us, you know, and we're not, we're all colors. We're all nationalities. We all want to be, we want to love someone and to be loved. We want this gift of marriage. And it was just so eye-opening that, um, I don't know, God just, and because I had to wait so long, God has just given me such a heart and a passion to minister hope to singles because I know what he can and will do mm-hmm. if we don't lose heart, if we don't give up, if we don't turn back on the mountain, if we if we climb the mountain of hope and we keep believing. I know I'm throwing out a lot of cliches, but it's like that mountain taught me so much about not giving up. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Even as you're speaking now, I see you like at this big event with a bunch of wonderful ladies and you guys are just going to go out and speak to singles and the and also to women about marriages and, and and give them wisdom about you know healthy marriages and all that i just see you putting a clan of women together to take this on the road so Ooh, i hope i like and, that i'm from yeah. west virginia i like that word clan um, clan but you know i you are very prophetic julie cuz today mm-hmm. i can show you the text message i sent to my social media director or manager, Lily. I love mm-hmm. my Lily. She's great. She's in Florida. Um, sh- I said, Lily, let's make a poster today saying, what about a singles conference this summer in Virginia beach? Wow. And I said, you know, put a palm tree in uh, some hearts and like, you know, and make sure they know there'll, there'll be some good beach time in there. We won't just bring them to Virginia beach and not let them go out on the beach. That's but awesome. um, because I, God has 
it's funny you mentioned that because I mean, God has just put that in my heart. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm sort of, I'm in that prayer zone right now. Like, okay, Lord, is that my idea? Is there you, your idea? Because I don't want to do a singles conference unless it's God's idea. But it was a singles conference at CBN in August of 1998 that led me to CBN, that led me to working now at CBN for 25 oh. years. So God can do a lot of things with a singles conference. You might not meet, I didn't meet my husband there, uh, but I met a lot of great singles that I became mm-hmm. friend when once I moved to Virginia Beach after that conference. Um, well, what what happened was I real quick I was I saw I I was a huge fan. I was living in West Virginia. I was a, pre- a press secretary to the governor of West Virginia at the time, and I was falling in love with the Seven Hundred Club show. And I was watching it every day. And they advertised for a singles conference. And I was thirty three, and I was like, sure, I'm going to go to this. So. God said, bring a tape with you because I'd gotten out of TV. I was in local news for 10 years all over the country. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm not getting back into TV. Well, God had different ideas. So I brought a tape. And while I was at the singles conference, part of the weekend involved sitting in the live studio audience. And I dropped my tape off. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the rest is history. So God used that singles conference. But I, you know, have you... Well, in this book, you didn't, my new one, Yeah, I feature three other amazing love stories from some of my friends, Jemima, Stacy, and Cherie, and they would be awesome speakers. And some of them are authors as well. And I thought, you know, if I do a singles conference, I'll just, I'll just get the girls that are in the book and we, we can have an amazing time encouraging singles. And, um, oh, there's my favorite coffee shop right there. I love taking a picture of my book with lattes. It's weird. Oh, yes. I can't stop. Julie. I need help. I need intervention. Love it. Oh, I love lattes too. <laughs> but hey, come to my singles conference. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let us know when it is. We'll, we'll make sure and, and uh, put it up and let everybody know about the event. <laughs> I, think, sure. I think I'm committed now. I think I just lost right here on your live show. I've just committed oh, to a my. singles conference. Yeah, I well, you were asking for confirmation. I think you just got so, oh, fun, fun, fun. Yeah, that'll be amazing. Yeah, so you're on Kilimanjaro. Take it, take us from there. So I get done with Killy, and I'm like, Lord, what was that about? And I heard in my spirit, you win, and I didn't really know what that mm. meant. And I'm like, okay, yeah, so I didn't die in the mountain, I went. Um, but a couple years went by, and now I'm 52. I'm still single. So I say, Lord, give me another mountain to climb. So I did Everest Base Camp. And that's when I, you know, was in Kathmandu. And I met, remember, I met Mel, Mel Gibson after that climb. And he said, Catman, don't, because I had that cough. But um, that was an incredible climb as well. And and I was completely single still. And I got back from that. And I said, Lord, okay. You know, I just got into high elevation climbing because it was something, I think when you're single, you got to keep moving and you got to keep you in. Well, you got to enjoy the journey. And I talked a lot about that Mm -hmm. in both of my books, because, you know, if you're putting your life on hold and, you know, I did this once I had this incredible red dress, right. Hanging in my closet. And I'm embarrassed to say like, it was almost, it was like seven, eight years. I mean, you can grow out of stuff in a year. Do not like leave (laughs) So today, in today's post, I encourage singles to take a leap Mm -hmm. of faith into 
meeting the right one, not by asking if you're a lady, not by asking him out, but by doing those things that, you know, you know, you might have to do solo right now. I met so many great people climbing mountains and traveling. Um, so yeah. maybe, maybe it's time to take that trip that you've been planning that you thought you would take with your husband. You can still, guess what? You can do it. Oh, that just reminded me. So I did a yeah. safari at the end of the Kilimanjaro climb. I went on safari with a bunch of the people I climbed the mountain with. And I remember making a mental note, Julie, this place is so romantic. I mean, mm. this is a great honeymoon spot. Guess where I had my honeymoon? Africa. I went wow. back. I did it. We didn't climb Kilimanjaro, but we had the most incredible safari. We had our own Jeep driver, like just took us everywhere in the, yeah. we stayed in a tented camp. We heard the lions outside our, well, not too close, more like the wildebeest. You could hear the wildebeest like breathing <laughs> outside our tent camp. But I write a whole chapter in the new book called Africa because, because, you know, when I was single, I used to think, God, I want, I want the wedding. I want the. I want the fairy tale wedding, but I want the fairy tale honeymoon. And yeah. and God did not disappoint. Mm -hmm. He didn't disappoint. And if and if you are waiting, I just want to say quickly in the middle of this interview that God has not forgotten you. Yeah. It is not too late. I don't care how old you are, it's not too late as long as it's still a desire. If it's not a desire and you're like, you know, I'm past, I'm good, you know, it's just me and Jesus. And that's great. But yeah. if it is a desire, mm -hmm. God says, I will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. And um, yeah, so I just mm -hmm. want to throw that in there real quick. Mm -hmm. And you also said waiting is not punishment. It's preparation. It is. And uh, yeah, and it's okay to be single and enjoy your single years. I mean, that's all I know anyway. And I travel. I love traveling the world. If, if I could travel more, I definitely would. I absolutely love, love, love seeing the world and seeing traveling. And I told the Lord, you know, I'm content. And, you know, I'd love to get married. It's a desire of my heart. But if I don't, when I'm in my 80s, I'm going to be one of those little old ladies. <laughs> you know, volunteering or working in an orphanage. And I'm going to love on all the unwanted babies unwanted babies and, you know, pray over them and pray destiny over them. And I'm perfectly content doing that, but he knows the desire of my heart that eventually, you know, I do want to get married, but I I'm content in my single years too. It's not wasted time. It really isn't like you said. Oh, it's not, you know, waiting. Uh, like you said, it's not, it's not punishment. It's preparation because, yeah. because God is a God of order. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the things, you know, he has to line things up. And like you said, there's an appointed time. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's an appointed time. And uh, at some, I think it's Psalm 103, 11 or 12. It says, I love that scripture because it says, you know, now is the time, the appointed yeah. time to bless mm -hmm. so-and-so. And I would always you know, put my name in there. Now is the time to bless Wendy. And so I would just, I would work the word, Julie. Mm -hmm. I And I would do, you know, I believe in declaring also what you yes, want. I do. And I know you guys do too. The power of life and death is in the tongue. I had a post recently where I encourage singles, you know, be careful what comes out of your mouth. Don't, if you catch yourself saying, well, it's never going to happen for me. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to mm -hmm. meet someone. Kind of give yourself a little slap, you know, like, no, <laughs> that is no. Yeah. And, and then repent and say, Lord, just the opposite. And I would walk around my house saying, 
Lord, I'm going to be a happily married woman mm-hmm. or I am a happily married woman because I also believe in calling things forth that are not as so, though yeah. they are, yes. you know, and that's what didn't Abraham do that or, um, you know, call things that are not, there's so mm-hmm. much power. Why is there power in the word, Julie? Why is there power? Because we're Absolutely. made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And he said, let there be light. And there was light. So our words have power. And what we speak, we will have the fruit of our lips. You want to be married? S- start saying, I mean, maybe not, maybe while you're alone, might be better to start. <laughs> I am a happily married man, or I'm a happily married woman. Yes. Um, and, uh, and then just call things forth that are not mm-hmm. as good as they are. And speaking of, we have a fun little clip uh, from an interview you did on Turning Point that we wanted to play. And then I want you to speak into this. Okay. How important are the words that you say in the moments that you're, you're waiting? Uh, it's so, it's vital. It's vital to hear the word because we know that's where faith comes by hearing, but it's vital to stand on the word. I mean, I feel like I mean, I had so many journals. When I look at my journals from 20 years, there's so many prayers to my husband. But I think what shifted for me is when I really started declaring the word and and praying and and having a prayer partner and and realizing, you know, Lord, you you said it. I believe it. It's going to happen, and I'm going to get ready. I started putting another table at the plate at the table, another plate at the same another table at the plate. And <laughs> I started, you know, just doing prophetic. Uh, little prophetic action things. And, um, and I know we're out of time, but I just want to tell the audience that they didn't miss it. God's best is worth the wait. Wendy, thank you so much for reminding us that uh, we didn't miss it. Thank you for joining us on TPI. My pleasure. Thank you. God bless. Wow. So you Don't you love his another... voice? I yes. Love his voice. And his accent. Yeah. So you put another plate at the table. No, I put another, ta- I put another table at the plate. Oh, you put another table. Yes. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, no, I put another plate at the table. No, I didn't do that every day, but there'd be mm-hmm. days I would just feel led to like, I'm going to go buy my husband a gift, my future husband, you know? Wow. Or I... You know, I, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't fanatical, but there would just be days where I felt like I need to do something. I need to put my faith in action because what does God say that faith without works is dead. So Lord, I'm going to show you I'm serious. I do remember very clearly cleaning out a drawer in, in my dresser drawer. This is for my husband and I left it empty. Wow. So there's a space, God, I'm clearing, I'm making a space in my heart and making a space in my drawer. Mm-hmm. I think it stayed empty for a while. And then I'm like, nah, I still need that space. But um, it did stay empty for a while because I wanted God to know I am serious. Well, that serious. was a prophetic act in faith that, you know, you're going to be spending time at the table with your husband and you did that in faith. That's wonderful. So how would you encourage singles in doing some of those prophetic acts? And you were led to do that. So there's so many different, um, you know, things you could do as a prophetic act. Yes. And I'm hearing from a lot. When I posted that clip on social media, I actually heard from a few who were saying um, they were already doing that. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, good job. You know, good job. Um, that There's a million ways, you know, yeah. there's a million ways that God can bring your future spouse. Mm-hmm. There's a million prophetic, little th- prophetic things that you could do. Um, but again, you, you just, singleness is a gift. Yeah. You know, if you're alive and you're single, celebrate, celebrate being single. I can remember 
going to, uh, I remember a few single t uh, Valentine's days where I would go out with girls, we'd get all dressed in red um, and we'd go out to dinner together. Mm -hmm. And okay, yeah, it was not a romantic night with your significant other, but we were celebrating life. We're celebrating the goodness of the Lord. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Um, I always, <laughs> I always, I feel like I've been celebrating every day since I got married. And that's probably why I've gained mm. 10 pounds. It's like, I just can't stop <laughs> celebrating. You know, it's like Jesus said, there's a time to fast and there's a time to uh, feast. And I just, I've, I've been in such a celebration season because I waited so long. That's wonderful. I, be I believe those, I, I really believe God is, he's so just. And I believe when you wait longer than most, you know, that your blessing's going to be even bigger. So get ready, Julie. Amen. So let's fast forward to you meeting Bill, your husband. I can't wait to hear all about this. So guess where I was? I'm climbing another mountain. I'm in, I'm on the Inca trail to Machu Picchu in June of 2017 with my, my girlfriend, Jenna. And we're with a group of about 14 women and boy, Peru is so beautiful. I could not, mm. after doing some really high elevation climbs, I was so happy to be where you can just enjoy the view and just a beautiful time. And, um, I was, I, I remember saying to Jenna, Jenna, I'm not meeting anyone at church. I'm not meeting anyone at work. I'm not meeting anyone. I'm all my travels. I'm not wearing any rings because if, if a guy's watching TV, if my future husband's watching television, I don't want him to have to guess. Is that her right hand or her left hand? You know? Oh yeah. So I was fasting rings. I was doing, I felt like I was doing my part. I just like, there was nothing, you know? And so I said, Jenna, when we get back to Virginia Beach, because you know everybody, can you fix me up with somebody? And honestly, I just wanted to go out on a date. You know, it had mm -hmm. been a while. And she's like, sure. Like she had someone in mind. And um, a week or two later, we're down at the ocean front. And she introduces, and she's got a date. And I've got, and she inter introduces me to Bill. And and it was, it was so anticlimactic. I mean, it wasn't like, oh my gosh. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, he's cute. You know, he's nice. He's easy to talk to. And we spent a couple hours together. And honestly, I just was, I was in such, you know, Julie, how you said you're content right now. Yeah. I think I had reached this magical place, even though I was 52, almost 53 of contentness. I was climbing mountains. I was, yeah. had, I had just become a co-host on the 700 club. I'm kind of living my dream. I mean, yeah, the husband hasn't come yet, but I was in this very sweet place where I didn't need to get married. I wanted to get married. I mm -hmm. wanted to get married if I was in love. I wanted to be in love. I didn't want to just get married, you know? So so I meet this guy and it was, um, like I said, it was kind of anticlimactic. It was like, oh, he's nice. And the weird part was though, at the end of the two hours and he walked me to my car or to the valet stand, um, I... I put my hand on his face. I like just gently like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I get in the car and I'm driving home. I'm like, why did I put my hand on his face? I think the Holy Spirit knew, you know how, when you really, when someone is precious and you just want to touch their face, I think the Holy Spirit knew what I didn't mm -hmm. know yet. Um, yeah. This guy's going to be important to you. So uh, I always kind of laugh about that, but it, we didn't see each other for another month. And 
and he pursued me. And because it was, because I was more nonchalant and I was in such a good place, um, thank God, you know, really, honestly, thank God that I, it wasn't love at first sight, because like I told you, I'm an all or nothing girl. And yeah. I would have been like, oh my gosh, I got to go buy a wedding dress, you know? So <laughs> thank the Lord that I didn't know because he, so that gave him the pleasure of pursuing me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think men like that and I think they need that. So yeah. even if like, if somebody's watching and you're like, oh, I think I met the one, just calm yourself, calm yourself, yeah. take a step, take a deep breath, let him back up a little. Don't return every text. Like, right. I, mean, I didn't even return mm-hmm. some of his texts, but he didn't give up. Like he would then he try again you. a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. And when, when I saw that he wasn't giving up and that he was pursuing me, Julie, something happened in my heart. It was like, it just started like kind of opening like, oh, I like, I like how this feels. I like that he's being the man. I like that he's pursuing me. And yeah. And suddenly I'm like, I think I need to give this guy, you know, spend a little more time with him. And so we, we got together again and it was another, uh, double date. So the first two dates were like, we're double dates. And, um, and then after that, it was pretty much every weekend. Wow. And then, well, of course we lived in the same city. So sometimes I saw him during the week, but there was a little breakup, but I'm not going to, I'm not, you got to get the book. If you want to hear about the breakup, (laughs) honestly, it was the classic Hallmark movie, you know, like where you, everything is great in the beginning, or maybe you don't like him that much in the beginning and then everything's great. And then there's the crisis and then they get back together. Mm -hmm. I had a Hallmark movie. (laughs) Well, you know, I was just going to say, I knew a a friend that was dating someone and they were close to uh, being engaged. And she actually said to him, I feel like we need to take a little time off to really hear Holy Spirit over our relationship and let's get back together. I think she even took a month and then, you know, the the rest is history. So she really wanted to hear the Lord over that relationship. Yeah. And I met a couple recently where the man heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to take some you're making an idol out of your wife. Wait, wait, no, they weren't married yet. They were dating. He mm-hmm. said, um, you know, you're making this an idol. So you need to take some time off from her. And they mm-hmm. both heard 30 days. Wow. And so they there took a break. So I never, that scenario, I think I'd waited too long to, you know, make Bill an idol. And I don't think he ever made me an idol. I mean, we realized, we, you know, he, each other was a gift, but, right. but that, that happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Because God, God's jealous, even though he's giving you this gift of a spouse, he still wants to be first. Absolutely. And so, and because and, there's just certain things, you know, that you can only get from God mm-hmm. and there's cer- certain things you should only talk about with God. And so that time with the Lord is still number one, number one. Absolutely. So as you come back together and all that. While you were dating and in your relationship with Bill, did you both hear that, you know, Wendy is my wife, Bill is my husband? Did the Lord, you know, connect you all and you heard from him uh, about your relationship? No, we didn't. I asked him when I saw that you were going to ask me that last night, I asked him, honey, did you ever hear very Mm -hmm. clear word that I was your wife? No. And I'm like, okay, me neither. You know what I did? Mm. Because, um, oh, you know, I just remembered something. 
I have a chapter in here called Leap of Faith and it's leap year. Because even oh, after even after Bill proposed to me, and okay, again, remember, I'm 50, I'm 53 now. Okay, so he no, no, I was one week away from my 53rd birthday. So so he proposed to me. It still took me a while to like be like, okay. Uh I just found it. Leap of faith. Leap of faith. Oh my god, I read wrote that. This after we got engaged to mm. talk about what ha- all what happens to you and all the questions that go through your mind. You're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm getting married now. You know, what does this mean? Even though I was an older single. Ah, uh, there you and are. See how, I can't you, you can't tell, but we are completely fogged in at the top of that mountain right there. Wow. So um yeah, and I, I start the chapter with um Hebrews eleven. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of those things not seen. I love that scripture. But um yeah, so I totally lost my train of thought. That's all right. Well, you know, that leads me to, you know, okay, so you didn't necessarily hear, but we can discern and the Lord will give us warnings and red flags. Like, am I really with the white right person? And, you know, I remember a, a friend of mine who was engaged and she would have warning after warning. And then Finally, she told me this dream where she's standing on a cliff overlooking a raging sea and it's just stormy all around her and her fiance pushed her off the cliff in her dream. And she says, do you think the Lord's trying to warn me? I'm like, you need to get out of that relationship. Run, don't so, walk. Oh my so ask, grab your lifesaver and get out of there. But Please I mean, tell me she did not stay with him. She didn't. She didn't. And so, I mean, I'm sure the guy in the, in the natural wasn't going to push her off a cliff, but the Lord was just showing her that he wasn't going to protect her or care oh. for her. And it would be very stormy. So, yes. you know, we can't ignore those warnings as well. But let me tell you this one time. So I didn't, I never heard, you know, God come down and say, Bill is your husband. You must marry him. But early on in the summer, we started dating Julie. Um, I remember him saying that he was going to, he's a hunter. So he said, I'm going Mm -hmm. to Canada to to go hunting. And he hunts ducks and geese uh, in the fall and then deer during deer season and pheasant during pheasant season. Anyway, we eat a lot of good um, wild game. But anyway, that, that year when I first met him, He's like, I'm going to Canada in October. I said, I'm going to Canada in October too. Cause I had been asked to go speak to a, at a, a ladies conference. And I said, where, where in Canada are you going? Cause you know how big Canada is. There's like six yeah. provinces. It's huge. He said, I'm going to Saskatchewan. I said, I'm going to Saskatchewan. I'm going to Saskatoon. And he's like, oh, that's where I'm flying into Saskatoon. I had never heard of Sask- Saskatoon mm-hmm. until I got asked to be a speaker there and here's this guy I just met and he's going to Saskatoon. And I thought, I mean, for totally different reasons. And we were going to be in Canada at almost the same time. And I thought, God, that's good. That's a good, that's a good God wink. But I said, Lord, you're going to have to do better than that because I had really looked at signs in my previous relationship. And I thought, you know, I don't want to make a mistake and think, Oh, he's the one just based on the fact that we're both going to Saskatoon. Yeah. But Looking back, that was a huge God wink because what are the chances of that? Yeah. And then after our little bump at the end of the summer, um, I was kind of just 
going through this. Well, I'm, I didn't want to waste any more time. I mean, I'm in my fifties and I'm like, God, I need to know because if he's not the one, I don't have any more time to waste. I mean, I used to tell him I'm not on the five-year plan. You know, I'm not, I'm not 20, I'm not 20 and I can't wait till I'm 20. You know, I, I need to know. And I, I got behind this car and the vanity plate was all in caps and it said lean not. And I screamed mm-hmm. because it was like, it was just what I needed to hear from the Lord, you know, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not mm-hmm. on your own understanding. I mean, not everybody would know, right? Unless you knew Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, what that meant. But I knew exactly what God was telling me in that moment because only God knew what I was dealing with. And I was trying to decide, Lord, do I do I keep going out with Bill or or do I move on to the next one? Because I just, I didn't want to waste time. And God was, now God didn't say, Bill's your husband. He said, lean not mm. on your own understanding. So that was, um, that was on my birthday. Wow. It was September 16th, 2017. I had turned 53 and I've been dating Bill all summer and I hear lean not. We had a wonderful dinner that night, but it wasn't until September 27th. I remember the day because I was showing my brother some photos of the summer and I, I hadn't seen him in, in a few months and and he was in town for a lawyer's conference and we were having dinner and I'm like, oh, and here we did this and here we did this and here we did this. Julie, it was in that moment I realized I was in love. I was in love with this guy. So I remember the day I knew a hundred percent. You just knew. I'm in love. Ah! <laughs> and I'm still in love. And it's so funny because I always. It's all over you. The, the, I always the love glow. I say, I say, honey, I'm in love with my husband. And he said, and he'll say, I'm in love with my wife. And see, I um, told the Lord, God, I don't want to just get married to be married. If I'm not going to be in love, that was this Valentine's Day. That was um, sweet. And so we're still having fun. And I just want God to slow the time down now because, you know, mm-hmm. when you're single, it's like one day of waiting can seem like an eternity. When you, when the desire comes, you just want God to slow it down. Mm-hmm. And um, because are. five years has just gone by like that. That's wonderful. Look at that. So let's fast forward. You're engaged now. You're married. God's answering your prayers. And you had a fun story about your honeymoon and the tour guide. I read about it in your in your latest book. Tour guide. You have to refresh uh, me. I um, God. Now I'm... Uh, his name, his name, oh. my name is God listened. So he was the, he wasn't our, our, our guy was Freddie that had rode that carted us around in the Jeep for a week, but okay, this guy mm-hmm. uh, had picked us up to take us back to the airport on the final day of our mm-hmm. honeymoon. And um, the whole time we were in Tanzania, we had not seen Kilimanjaro. And uh, so we, because we were in a different, we were in the Serengeti. Anyway, we're on our way back to the airport and it's kind of sad because the last day of our honeymoon. And, uh, and all of a sudden our driver says, look, you can see it. And I'm like, what? And he said, Kilimanjaro. And it was sticking out. Um, he said, you guys are blessed. You guys are lucky. You can't always see the mountain. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was an extra clear day. He said, do you want to 
get out and take a picture. And I'm like, yeah, you know, so he pulls the van over, we jump out, get a picture, the picture's in the book. And we get back in the car and we're on our way to the airport. And I asked the driver, you know, what, what's your name? And he said, God listened. And I said, no, what is your name? And he said, my name is God listened because Amazing. you see my mother wanted a baby and she had to wait a long time. And when I finally was born, she named me God listen wow. in his African accent. Technically it might've been God listen, but I, I think it was, but anyway, I, in the book, it's God listen. So I remember just in that moment, it was such a full circle, magical moment yes, from the time circle. that I climbed Kilimanjaro and I heard the Holy spirit say, you went into standing at, you know, at the base or not the base, but standing um, in Africa with my new husband with Kilimanjaro over our heads and thinking, wow, God, you literally brought us back here. Just, just to kind of, you know how, just to kind of put a marker, yep. uh, just an exclamation point on the story that he heard my prayers yes. and he heard my prayers on the mountain. And he heard all the prayers I prayed all the times I went hiking here in Virginia. I mean, I spent, I used to hike a lot alone and was, was always just praying and, and never giving up. And, and there were days where it was hard to wait. Yeah. Um, but there's purpose. You know, somebody's, I feel like somebody's saying, you know, you don't understand how hard it is to wait. I understand it with every fiber of my being, how hard it is to wait. And there's not only, not only is waiting preparation because God wants you to be ready, but there's purpose in the waiting because God is a God of order. And my husband is divorced. So he was married all those years when I was waiting, mm -hmm. he was going through well, he was married and then he was going through a divorce, which was very painful. He writes about that in the book because I thought that was important to hear for people to meet him and know where he came from. Mm -hmm. And so just remember that God is not punishing you. There, there is, There's purpose. And I used to look up at the stars and think, wow, God, you know, you, you put them all in the right place. You know them all by name in your beautiful sky orbit and how easy for you to let me meet my husband. Mm -hmm. And it was not long before I met him, or I might've already met him. I was in my neighborhood and I looked up and it was a really extra dark night. And I saw the most glorious shooting star just go by. And I thought, Oh, wow, God, you're getting ready to, you're getting ready to do something. So I, he spoke to me through signs in the sky through yes, he did. billboards. Um, I write about all that stuff because I'm one of those, you know, I don't like to say crazy Christians, but I think we have the most fun because we understand that God is always speaking. Absolutely. And it might be from something written on the side of a van. You're driving down the highway and, and it's just, you know, it's God. Uh, might be a vanity plate, might be a, a shooting star. Um, yep. So there's no limits if you, God will encourage you also. I mean, he, he won't, if you don't, if you make a decision, you're not going to give up. God will do everything he can to make it so that you can't give up. 
yeah. so that you don't miss it. So there are signs along the way. You did hear from the Lord. And uh, that's amazing. Don't ignore those signs. He's always speaking, you know, and, and, and to me, it's like he's he 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 gave you a lot of God winks, as you say, like, I'm going to bless this. I mean, you you both chose each other, but the Lord showed you along the way. I'm going to bless this. And you gave he gave you many signs along the way. That's just awesome. He did. Yeah. And so you had a post on your Facebook that really hit me. It said, God took me on this journey of showing me my worth yeah. and why I was a pearl of great price and someone worth and I love you, period. God then told me to write about my test and my book. You are a prize to be one. Don't settle for less than God's best. So how would you encourage the singles that they are and they know that they know that this worth has been this weight, this weight has been, you know, worth the weight and they are a pearl of great price and they're a prize to be one as well. Yeah. So it's a lesson I pray that they learn before they get their heart broken. Yeah. Uh, so when I was dating someone the uh, about 10, 12 years ago now, and he broke up with me. The Lord mm -hmm. said, Wendy, you loved him, but you didn't love yourself. And you settled um, for an mm -hmm. I love you, but because when when he finally got around to telling me he loved me, he said, I love you, but I don't know if you're mm -hmm. the one. Wow. And because I was already had my heart invested, instead of saying, Well, you can take your butt and your butt and get in your truck and go back to wherever, yeah. I I was like a deer in headlights. I, mm -hmm. I remember what it felt like though. Julie, it felt like getting kissed and slapped at the at the same time because I heard yeah. I love you, but then there was this but, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like whoa, and it was. I remember being sick to my stomach. We were at a restaurant, and I and I knew it wasn't right, but I didn't, I didn't know that I should have right there and then said, well, you know, it's been real and it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun, and just ended it. But yeah. I, my heart was too invested in. I think the enemy knows he knows exactly how to kind of, you know, get his claws into you. And, and then, so I felt, well, now I've just, I've got to work to make him love me. And I spent the next six months mm. trying to make him realize that I was worth and I love you period. And it was work. It was work. And if you're dating someone where they're making you feel like that and it feels like work, move on. Trust me, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And towards the end of that relationship, God just started showing, giving me some dreams, not quite as drastic as the one where you know, she got, she was going to be pushed off the cliff or did get pushed off the cliff. Nothing like that. But God was yeah. like, Wendy, you know, but I still, my heart was invested because I had not opened my heart in so many years. So I was going to work until I could make this right. And it was, uh, kind of tormenting towards the end. And so I, it was God's mercy that the guy broke up with me. Hallelujah. Uh, rejection yeah. feels terrible, but it's God's time, protection. Reject. I wasn't rejected. I was ejected. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going through heartbreak, you have not been rejected. Right. Can I just say this though? I yeah. stayed in I think my heartbreak lasted longer than it should have because for the first year, at least I blame myself. And I, I thought, yeah. well, this was my fault. If I had just done this or I'd been this, or if I'd said that or hadn't said that, or, you know, 
and it was torture. I was torn in torment. So if somebody, if you're going through heartbreak, ask yourself, why is it, am I believing a lie? I had a wonderful friend who said, and I write about this in You Are Christ to Be One because it was so foundational for me getting free from this, from this, because there's a time to mourn. I mean, God said mourn and move on, but I was like really struggling because I was believing a lie that it was all my fault, Mm -hmm. you know? And I thought this guy would have walked no matter what, you know? And so let him walk because God is best for you. And but it was revolutionary when my friend said to me, Wendy, you're believing a, a lie. Ask God what it is. And I immediately heard, it's your fault. I was telling myself that. Now, it took me a few more months. I had to repent of that lie. I had to, yep. I had to cut agreement with that lie. And it took me a few more months to get free of that thought. But I got free. and you know, I just, I just remember, wow, I wish I'd known that even sooner, but, but the Lord was teaching me many things um, yeah. during that time, mainly well, love well. yourself. If you love yourself, you won't settle for bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And you've come full circle. You've shared your journey. You've been very vulnerable. And as we close, I would love to have you pray for singles. And because what you just shared about broken hearts, I feel like there are viewers today that God wants to heal their broken hearts and they've blamed themselves and they've carried shame over the years of broken relationships, missed relationships, you know, and and even lived with regret. So as we go out, would you pray for the singles to encourage them? They're worth the wait. They didn't miss it and pray for healing for broken hearts today. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Lord, we, we just thank you, God, Mm -hmm. that you, love us so much and that you want to give us your best and nothing mm-hmm. less. Lord, I pray for the broken hearts right now that you yeah. would heal them. Lord, you are close to the broken hearted, but there's some that have believed the lie and we break yeah. agreement mm-hmm. right now with the lie that it was their fault. This person was not the right person and you either allowed it or Lord, you did it so that you can bring them now your best so God, we also pray for hope, God, for those who have lost hope, for yes. those who thought they missed it. Mm-hmm. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, we break off hope deferred. I break off hope deferred from those who have been walking through heartbreak and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. We break off hope deferred and I release right now that tree of life, God, Lord, you said when, when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. Lord, I I release hope to the brokenhearted that they will love again. And it will be Ephesians 320. It will be greater than they can dream, think, or imagine God, because you saved the best for last. Lord, you want to give them the desires of their heart. And Lord, as we go into the month, of March, God, in the year of the open door. Lord, I thank you for bringing couples together, kingdom couples, Lord, especially for those who have been waiting, God, who've been faithful, God, who've been patient, Lord, you're going to bless them with more than they're asking for. 
Lord, you did that for me and you're no respecter. You're no respecter of person. It doesn't matter how young or how old, if this is your desire and you've been waiting, God wants to bless you. So Lord, I just release that hope today and that, and I pass the baton to my brothers and sisters, Lord, that they would grab that baton of hope and run with it because you are faithful, God, no matter how long it takes in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Oh yeah. I know a lot of people just received from that. God healed healed them and filling them with joy. He told me this would be an interview full of joy and I hope it left you full of joy and uh, moving into this new season. And uh, Wendy, I want to show your books uh, again. Let's just go out with showing these wonderful resources. There you, you are. didn't miss it. God's best is worth <clears throat> the wait. Awesome. And you are there a prize to be won. So that's the prequel. And that's all about, there's a lot of funny, it's amazing how funny heartbreak can be when you start mm -hmm. writing about it. But so, um, so people tell me that they laughed and cried with both books, but I'm, I'm hearing from more people that you didn't miss it is feels prophetic to them. So Julie, I'm, I'm handing you the baton right now. Mm -hmm. Can you receive okay, it? Okay. I'll grab it? it. I'll grab it. Okay. All right. It's yours. <laughs> awesome. This was so fun. Thank you so much. It's a great way to end February, the month of love. It is, isn't it? It really is. And I just think back to, you know, wow, look what God can do. He, he can bring it. He can, he can do it tomorrow. And I, I remember you, I, I, at the beginning of the show, I said, uh, what, marriage is in March. And you're like, not yet. I'm not here. That's too soon. But <laughs> not this March. <laughs> you know, but God can do it, right? No, you can meet him in March, Julie. Sure. You can meet him in March. Ah, there you go. There you go with a given another prophetic word. <laughs> awesome. So how can people get a hold of you and you know keep up with you on your socials, your websites, and all that? Oh, yeah. Wendy Griffith TV on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, Wendy Griffith. Um, where am I? WendyGriffithAuthor.com. Um, hey, you got a good producer behind the scenes. She is oh, right Emily. on the yeah. money. I we, used to work we, with her, Emily Pooter. I love her. She is a gem um, yeah. and also single. So Emily, we're praying for you too. But you know what? Yes, we are. God's timing is perfect. I don't, in fact, I don't want to rush, Lord. I don't want to rush anyone's journey because yeah. I love my story, even though it got, I got married older, you know, but I know that God's timing is perfect for each person that's praying. It is. It really is. Awesome. Well, I hope this show encouraged singles still waiting for your mate. It's time to leap into the next season of God's plans for your life. And parents and grandparents, don't stop praying for your children. Godly marriages with the right person are so important to the Lord. So you keep praying, you mama bears, for your kids because he will answer your prayer. So thank you again, Wendy. I hope That's we can funny. have you back more many times. All right, viewers, it was a wonderful show. I hope you were filled with life and love and joy today. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow with Mike Thompson. Bye-bye, everyone. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.